Would you, would you quit pooping forever? You'll never have mm -hmm. to poop again. It's not like you're just, you know, uh -huh. dealing with the consequences. <laughs> right. Um, now, but you're going to kind of, you are going to kind of feel it. Like, it's not going to feel like you have to go or you'll die, but like you're aware that you're not pooping. Okay. Uh, like after like, the, like day three of like a vacation or a camping trip or something, <laughs> there's like that sneaking feeling in the back of your head. Like, I haven't <laughs> pooped actually in a while. <laughs> Well, actually, okay, okay, here's a fun little angle. Does anyone else have to know that I took this monkey paw wish? Well, no, no but see, here's the thing. If you're I could still lie. Right, but at that point, Andy, if you're still taking five to nine minutes in the toilet, like, you have to go into the bathroom. If you're at a restaurant, you know, at a restaurant with the restroom, like, you go in there, you might as well... Crazy stunts! Anyway. I don't know, you crawl out the window, you go to the arcade, you play a couple <laughs> rounds of Street Fighter, and you come back. <laughs> But you've also like completely, completely destroyed your poor little. Stamp it up. And yeah, and, and you're right, having sure, to like no chat. And you're having to judge whether <laughs> like whether you have time to clean the toilet between turning around and puking in it. This audio like, is completely toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it just cleans up a lot of the logistics. Like unless you have a bathroom with two toilets that you there, you know this that is you can. This my puke toilet. And this is my Duke toilet. <laughs> I mean, you don't. I feel like that's that's not as crazy as it sounds because having to put your mouth in the poop toilet's awful. There was a hundred percent of sound cue that I put in here where we skipped three minutes of world building that can't be aired, and we jumped straight to the toilet. Mr. Sour Pickles. They are the visionaries. Rappling hook. Thank you. Hold up with people. We're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. How did JFK get my spaghetti video? Help them fight Mondragor. Welcome, everybody. It's Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. Whoa, whoa, what the hell happened to your voice there? Whoa, I don't know, I'm trying out, trying out different energy. This is like sex radio, sexy <laughs> sex radio. Well, wrap no, it up, no. calm it down. This is, look, today- put your, pant, put your pants back on and talk like a big boy. Yeah, like a big boy, okay? Because today is an incredibly important day for this country. And I don't actually yeah, mean July 4th, because that was a couple days ago in terms of when we released this. I'm talking about June 23rd, the day we're recording this. It is Sonic the Hedgehog's 30th anniversary. Happy birthday, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, this is um, where we're going. My association with both of you guys is, <laughs> is so I can't difficult. Believe, I can't believe you're doing this to America right <laughs> next to their birthday. Just so so very next to their birthday. Look, okay. No, in all seriousness, uh, the year was 1991. A spry Sega employee, Yuji Naka, dared to show the world his Stop. hedgehog dreams. And... Him, him, and the team that would come to be known as Sonic Team uh, toiled Ooh, endlessly really on uh, on a on a vi on a video game called Sonic the Hedgehog One, and they shipped it Andy, to Hogthirsty audiences Andy, everywhere. Can you, can, Andy, so normally when we try to figure out who's going to host an episode, <laughs> uh, Andy is usually kind of nowhere near the top of the willing volunteers <laughs> list, um, and today his hand shot right up. And we thought, huh, how strange. We fell for it. We fucking fell for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, 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 okay. Really, really, really. Uh, uh, let's, let's talk about what we're doing today. July 4th is a holiday that we haven't traditionally observed here on SMT. Uh, I think last year we watched um, the Thanksgiving episode of Hey Arnold where Grandma thinks it's Independence Day. And I, that's, that's pretty right. much the, the closest that we've come to acknowledging Look, it. We've, had, we've pretty much had... Uh, you know, four years of, I mean, uh, we've had uh, whatever, whatever 2020 minus 1776 is. We've had that many years where it should have been not as awesome right. to celebrate 4th of July. <laughs> we had four that it really didn't even feel like pretending. Like we don't, yep. you know, that like even, even just barbecue and fireworks feels like dishonest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Last summer we couldn't even, we couldn't even do that. Right. No. And, you know, it, yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to be patriotic uh, just in general right now. Also, we also 
uh, not not exclusively. We don't have a rule about it, but we do try not to get like uber political on our fun cartoon comedy podcast. We don't try, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have we have misgivings, and uh, some of it comes up when we're looking at shows to watch. Uh, and a lot of those misgivings these days have to do with uh, the cops and the fascists that hide behind them. And uh, we thought maybe like a fun sort of non-observance of July 4th would be to watch some cop-themed cartoon content where in any other context we've always felt weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's still bad content. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. It good. is. <laughs> but we don't, we, we but it, it, it quarantines the conversation into us into like a one a one location where we don't yeah. have to stop talking about Sailor Moon and and, <laughs> and, and then shift gears to explain all the reasons why all police are bastards, but like, <laughs> right. But, Normally we do but that. We're going to really be quickly. watching one pro cop show and just put your blinders on and brace with us. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we can, we can always, uh, in anyone, anyone wants to, to, to sort of stop the podcast at any point, just to sort of let any, let any steam out about how much we don't enjoy the cops. Uh, that's always on the table while we talk about this, but, uh, right. yeah. So, Here's one for the red, white, and blue, the the boys in blue. I don't know. No. <laughs> don't force yourself it, to do this. I, I'm thank God. <laughs> this is we 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 are watching uh the cartoons known as Cops, which is just a cartoon called Cops. An and let's be fair. If you're looking up on IMDB, they have to have dots after each letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll tell you later what that stands for. And we also watched RoboCop Alpha Commando. And I'm I, I had I, I I tried to I tried to view this with a lens towards like, you know, finding the fascism where it's hiding. But I also just kind of genuinely enjoyed uh, how fucking weird these pieces of content were. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So in a sort of normal our podcast way, I'm really excited to dive right in. So are we ready? Let's do it. Cops, central organization of police specialists, fighting crime in a future time, protecting Empire City from Big Boss and his gang of crooks. everybody uh whoop, whoop. uh we got you know the, oh, the squad no. car is pulling up and uh guess who's getting out of the squad car it's co-ops co c-o-p-s <laughs> the uh, central organization of police specialists that's correct yes that is the acronym of this show uh the show was what year did this come out 88 1988 um this I did no research on because it's again pretty clear, you know, it's it's a pretty clear kind of situation here of like this is selling action figures. This is like you know uh, GI Joe, this is, you know, this is like but they're all look look they're all cops and they've got <laughs> ter- all terrible <laughs> nicknames. And yeah. Um, the end credits goes through a roll call of every comic. Oh my god, the roll call is, <laughs> it has the weirdest energy too. <laughs> and I would love to play it. You can just play. hear the tumbleweeds drift in between each name. It's so strange. <laughs> Cops, roll call, highway, mainframe, long arm, Bowser and Blitz, sundown, hardtop, mirage. Bullseye, Mace, Barricade, and they call me Bulletproof. Oh, and everyone has just such a weird, like, kind of cringy sort of call sign nickname. The... It's like, yeah, if a sixth grader had to come up with ten cool nicknames. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is exactly yeah. what you got. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is episode two, is that right? Episode two, The Case of the Crime Circus. Um. <laughs> So, the circus has come to town, but it's no ordinary circus. It's a mechanical circus run by Dr. 
run by Dr. Bad Vibes as a cover-up for his plan to heist the gold depository by the orders of Big Boss. He hadn't counted on a tomboy named Samantha to help Longarm and Hardtop permanently bring the curtain down on Bad Vibes' big top caper, though. You get all that? Yeah, and I, to me, I, I have to mention the tomboy part up front because yes. this is, it is so ancillary to the story in every conceivable way, and they uh-huh. just chose to make some strange farce about everybody thinking this girl in a big coat was a boy, and I didn't understand what that energy yeah, was supposed some, to mean. some Dickensian no. street thief who gets ruthlessly <laughs> misgendered for no Constantly. reason. Yeah, and, and in a... So, this, I mean, we've just got to go into it, right? Like, the show yeah. opens on on a horrific older white woman screaming for the police at a non-crime that happened near her. Yes. It's... it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, pretty accurate. Uh-huh, yeah. Totally. No, the, the, the show is... Uh, you know, it's got problems. Um, I was ready to tear it apart, but something that tamped down my, I don't know, my ready to like smirk at it, my ability to smirk at it was seeing the writing credit was Dwayne Capizzi, who is, uh, a collaborator of, uh, of Jeff Klein, uh, who we had on the show and he, and Dwayne and him and Dwayne worked on Jackie Chan Adventures together. It was kind of his Mm -hmm. like right hand man. And so it's like, oh, oh. Oh, Dwayne Capizzi. Oh, boy. And then it was directed by Kevin Altieri, who we yeah. also had interviewed on the show. So it's like, this is kind of closer to the chest than yeah, we thought but, it was. But we, we also know from Kevin, you know, that a lot of these are just sort of sort of factory line jobs in a way. Like he doesn't. Oh, he's not, yeah. He's not, um, you know, submitting scripts and getting his baby made like they need a director and right. they just call him to right. do it. Right, totally. so he he, has, totally. he doesn't have that sort of an emotional investment. But even if he had, there there are there are kernels of of something that's better amongst the ruins of this show. Mm-hmm. The robotic body horror is <laughs> disgusting, and in such yeah. a great way. It's it's vilely interesting, like intriguing. That what is it? The what's the German word, Austin? The don't look the Schadenfreude. There we go. Because this episode specifically dealt with robots and sort of like sort of circus freaks, it's unclear whether this this is a uh, feature of the show or a feature of the episode. Because I, I just I, I don't know that. Right. But it, it, within this, I, I I my guess based on the attention to horrific like bot like it's so gross. There's this truck with a face and this and the face <laughs> just like grows and grows and grows and then it like starts eating the gold it's yes it, yes the yes. part where the clown train ate the gold bars was a really it's a strong opener for this show yeah, i think for yeah. me yeah it's a go- some sort of gold eating mechanical it's a gold eating clown. clown train I, <laughs> yeah. yeah and then <laughs> later there's these sort of like freaky clowns and one of them gets just smushed by a by a like a giant closing door. It's it's mm. like you've seen Akira. It, there's yeah. <laughs> it's basically they get a Kirid. <laughs> they do get a Kirid. <laughs> oh man, I yeah. So this this uh, this episode we mainly deal with two. It's a big ensemble cast, I guess, that they just sort of like use different characters for each episode. We spend all our time this week with uh, long arm and hard top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reminds it's the it's the Silverhawk style, right? Where you just yeah. got the sort of roster and pull a few names out of the hat, and these are the yeah. characters for the episode. Yeah, yeah, and, and Doctor Bad Vibes. Doctor Bad, Bad Vibes <laughs> is the villain. Well, so he takes orders from Big Boss. See, There's, yeah, I'm Big yeah. Boss. Yeah, and that's my character. Not the Metal Gear kind, but the no. The, this one is a mob boss. Um, yes. And, he's, and his yeah. gang of crooks, and his crooks an acronym as well. I don't know, Austin, because on the Wikipedia page, they spell it in all caps, but it doesn't have the dots behind each letter, and they do it several times, and nowhere on the internet can anyone tell me what crooks stands for if it is indeed an acronym. <laughs> Are they all just always shouting the word crooks? Is that why it's capitals? I have no idea. This is this, this killed yeah. me. It's a team name, like the Bobcats. <laughs> crooks! <laughs> There, there were two things actually that that I couldn't find on the internet, which it always irks me because I feel like it's 2021. We should be able to find everything on the internet. Put and everything on the internet already. What yeah, you come on, what you come doing? on. 
Come on, come people. On, come, on. Come, on, <laughs> come on, it's Come on, put it on the internet. Come on, put it on the internet. I couldn't find crooks, and I also, apparently, uh, I don't know if it was every episode or just most episodes of this show, ended with a PSA segment called Cops for Kids. No, oh, no. And I couldn't one find a single one. Cops for Kids. <laughs> Yeah. No, I couldn't find any. I don't even know if they're on the DVD copies that you can buy of this show. And it kills me because uh, some of them sounded really fun. Like, uh, hold on. Like, there's one that's called Don't Steal Traffic Signs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which seems like a really specific, targeted kind of thing to PSA about. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or, so, I don't know. I wish that I could have found, found that, but... Uh... No, not a lot of love on, for cops on the internet. No. Hey. Yeah, so, so this episode has the sort of the two cold opens we mentioned, right? Before the, the plot sort of like slowly meshed together. We, we have, we have uh, the Karen who screams at an orphan and we've got the gold eating garbage truck. <laughs> <laughs> so we learn that this horrifying clown visage was eating gold, eating all the gold at a bank. And... <laughs> Then there's no to no surprise the they see a big sign for hey look at the mechanical circuses in town with a horrifying clown face yeah it's and a really good is, caper this is their like this is their cover when big boss <laughs> big boss tells Doctor Vadbot bat <laughs> Vadbibes <laughs> when he tells Doctor Dadbot that. <laughs> Cops are sniffing around the circus like, your cover has been blown. What, because you, you're in broad daylight, you're taking a big clown, robot clown to eat gold, and then your <laughs> robot clown circus is in town, and that's your cover? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Samantha's trying to go see the circus at the start of the Yeah. The yeah. Episode. So this this girl, Samantha, who again is in like a big hat and a coat and is dressed like a 70-year-old homeless person. Um <laughs> With, like, elbow patches on the sleeves. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, she happens into uh, a, a wallet that falls out, and then and then the cops that are investigating the circus sort of, like, rough her up a little bit. Yeah, it's like, uh, in, a, in a way that I guess felt maybe also kind of real to, to, to sort of true cops, uh, this girl's like, Hey, look, I just want to see the circus like everyone else. Is that a crime or something? Of course not, Sam. But stealing is. And then they fucking chase her halfway across the circus. Before they decide to let her go, because I guess they just sort of... Because eh. they realize that they that she committed no crime besides find something on the ground and then uh -huh. yeah, consider keeping it, which is also legal, by the way. If yes. you find yeah. a wallet, you're, you are not morally or legally con required <laughs> to do anything with that no. wallet. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, there is also there's something insidious too about this show that there is a major character who's like the lead investigator or the leader of the cops who is this <laughs> the leader like an of investigator. The <laughs> he's like a he's like an investigator guy yeah. wearing a trench coat. He 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 is a black man. However, the voice actor is white. And to have like this like totemic character who's like leading the cops and it's like a black guy but it's a white guy playing it is such a like gross and and his name thing. is bulletproof yes um, and his last name is vess v-s-s so it's like his it nickname is bulletproof, is bulletproof. yeah and it's and dumb. i i it it definitely has that feel of like ooh, i don't know uh, maybe maybe some types of people are going to be a little unnerved about this cop show now put a black one as the leader and, and we'll imply that we shoot him with bullets. Right. <laughs> Seriously, I know. But we'll no, get a white guy weird. to play him. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel super great at all. No, um, no, just sort of parading around this like puppet show character, you know, this like mm -hmm. look, see? And so is the thing that I knew would annoy me perhaps more than nor more than others, or perhaps more than um it ought to, but especially when you're using a sort of like magical bank robbery, like you're stealing it from the, you know, from the gold factory. It, it makes yeah. no sense. And this is, these are FDIC insured <laughs> victimless crimes. <laughs> well, also it, that it, it takes place in the future and we're, we're back on the gold standard for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but, but all of that, all the, I'm fine with all the fantasy because what that means is I don't have to care about yes. 
the money and they make me they try to make you care and they're like good thing we got all the money back to the bank <laughs> think about we and saved our boss poor money bankers yeah <laughs> those poor bankers <laughs> wait a minute but who do the cops work for oh the commissioner <laughs> and it's just like a sentient gold bar <laughs> return my babies you my precious children <laughs> protect my capital <laughs> oh man yeah, so another another really mystifying thing that happens. So they they're there investigating the circus because obviously it's a huge smoking circus gun, and uh, I think it which which one is it? It's uh, it's it's hard top. Uh, I guess who cares? <laughs> hard top. Hard top goes in and and has a a, a real stern conversation with Doctor Bad Vibes. Like, did you do this? And he's like, No, I didn't fucking do it. That elephant of yours looks like it might be strong enough to tear open a bank vault. Nonsense. My machines were created for wholesome family entertainment. And it seems like that's where it's going to end because he, the cop is like, well, damn, I guess I don't have any proof. And he's like, right. I didn't do it. And the cop's about to leave the room and Dr. Bad Vibes goes, get fucked and trapdoors him <laughs> down into a cage. <laughs> yes. Yes. And immediately, Dr. Bad Vibes, your plan has to be extreme. You have to kill the commit to killing everybody <laughs> at this point because otherwise, you know. Yeah, your, your your jig is up, and they'll just go report you. You know, yeah. he he didn't have to do that. No, <laughs> he was in the clear. He didn't have shit. They didn't I, have I think I, I so I think they know with this sort of like weird authoritarian fa- proto fascism cartoons. Mm-hmm. The the villains cannot be uh, anything less than saturated in cartoon logic, like. There right. cannot be an, a drop of reasonable behavior within no, within their no. choices. They they have to be they have to be these mutant cyborg <laughs> creatures, yes. which is which again makes it a weird vibe where you're like, I know we, I know what you're thinking. You're think I know the the train of thought is the less human these can be, the better for our viewers to not be confused about why the cops are blowing them up. Right, but. It's also kind of like, oh, if you don't look normal, the cops are gonna eviscerate you <laughs> in, in a hydraulic press. Yeah. They're, oh, they're speaking of that logic, there's also a conversation that Bad Vibes has with Big Boss, and when Big Boss says that, like, Man, I don't care if you capture two cops, Bad Vibes. Major circus cover is blown. You wrap this caper up with one big heist now. On Bad Vibes. I'm sure this heist is big, see? I want 20 million, at least. <laughs> yeah, at least 20 million dollars. Um, so I looked it up, and the annual average gross revenue for Cirque du Soleil is 500 million dollars a year. Um, I hmm. d- I feel so like he could have just paid it paid it out of the out of the operating budget. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I was a just circus say, is like, pretty profitable. They seem like, to be getting clients. Keep- keep doing your circus it was packed. <laughs> like it wasn't if it was maybe if it was a failing circus you know if it was like a weird like failing circus that nobody cared about anymore then maybe there'd be like a little more like oh well we fell on on hard times and now we've got to rob banks but but no, no they're just they're like a highly profitable robot circus but to be fair to them it is funny and, and i agree completely uh I guess it it is sort of the thing that Austin Powers commented on, right? Where it's like within within a fictional universe, it's really it's a really small target to hit where money isn't cartoonishly low or high to be right. worth crime about, to be right. worth criming over. I yeah. I want to point something out, which is that Austin self-professed to not do any research on the cartoon cops that we are explicitly watching for our podcast today, but he did look up the annual revenue of a circus. It doesn't That's it right. doesn't technically count as research. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad those acrobats are getting their money. <laughs> um okay, we gotta we gotta get Roberto in here. Um, yes. So uh, long arm, I guess, sort of. Long arm is the one that's arm. dressed like a like a classic 90s beat cop. Or like an 1890s beat cop, um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with the double-breasted suit. Yeah, he's uh, a true boy in blue. Yes, uh, so he gets his long arms wiggling in there, uh, investigating, and and as well as Samantha, uh, our our crime girl, our our orphan 
crime girl. Our child has done nothing wrong up to now. Right. Yeah. And then she sort of gets chased again inside the circus and has a chase sequence and goes through uh, some sort of circus tube and winds up up in the secret gold counting room with a robot accountant that's counting all their gold bars. Um, And so eventually both the both the cop long arm and Sam, they get taken and put yeah, in a the, big the cage. labyrinth. The labyrinth sort of leads them all to the same place at some point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is actually my favorite part. Uh, I thought this was a fun, exciting idea where uh, they are left there by Doctor Bad Vibes, who's like, "I'm gonna go commit crime somewhere." I'll tell you all about to- my plan, and then yeah. where I'm yeah. gonna be. <laughs> and Roberto's gonna watch you. And Roberto is a big robot with a nose. Like a very large human. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it a lot, a lot, a lot. But our uh, long arm reasons that if these robots are all like programmed to steal money, and he's like, oh, well, I have an idea. And he pulls a $1 bill out of his pocket and does like a come here, boy, come here, boy, and lures Roberto over to break <laughs> into the cage with the dollar bill. With the, I, yeah, I, with I the like President Washington. It's just a $1 <laughs> bill. I know how much cops make, and they make way too much goddamn money every year. Uh, that's how cheap he's being, is yeah. wiggling, wiggling a fresh, crisp $1 bill to save their lives. But yeah, Roberto is terrifying, and even more terrifying is his imminent death, <laughs> because yeah. he does a big laser, and uh, and Longarm pulls out his shiny police badge and reflects the laser back at his head, which we then watch melt in very high detail. Yeah. Which uh, is, I think, only more absurd, because can't their badges just shoot lasers, or were they always just reflecting lasers? I, I thought they know. used them I... like laser guns. I haven't seen any other episodes of this show, so I can't. But also, this is a crazy future world. Why don't their badges shoot lasers or something? Right? Like, wouldn't that enhance fascism? So yes, but again, we have to draw. We have to dance the line because we're trying to. We're trying to uh, engender children into into the love of the police, and so Mm. we cannot. And also, there are of course standards and practices. Of he course. cannot just pull out a nine, uh, you know, a nine millimeter and, and go. Any go of the in. cops in our in our shows this week have firearms of any. any yeah, kind. there's not a single gun portrayed in the show. Yeah, I mean, and also, you know, we have to portray the cops as uh, as underdogs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, fighting back against a, and, a, a and horrific protector, society. And protectors and servants. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. The, the The rest of this uh, is is kind of just one big action sequence against the clown train. Um, but uh, worth noting, there is uh, there are there are two catchphrases in this show, and we only heard one of them this episode. So when they finally escape and get word to Bulletproof that that shit's going down, uh, mainframe the lady cop goes, "It's crime fighting time." And of course, that's their thing. But I was reading, apparently the crooks have their own, where when they go out to do crime, they go, crime's a wasting. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Crime is a wasting. There is is a moment that happened uh, just before, or as Sam was getting captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one of the clowns takes off their big red rubber nose and f- shoves it in her mouth. Oh, uh, it's awful. And it's, it's oh, deeply it's, awful. It's very upsetting right. to see a child get ball gagged. Ball gagged. Yeah. And, oh. and the, the other thing, so so the if you want to call it this, and I, and I use it with the loosest possible interpretation because I don't really know what to to make of it. Mm-hmm. But But part of Samantha's arc is that she gets misgendered and she screams, I'm a girl. It, 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 three, four, five times, and then at the end, uh, bad vibes has has taken her in his truck, and he's and he's promised her one gold bar to be good, and <laughs> then he, and then he <laughs> then he calls her a boy, and she's like, for the last time, I'm a girl, and throws off her jacket, which makes it feel like she's sort of like charged up some sort of rage bar, right? Uh huh. But it's- I don't know how to make sense of it because she's not. I, I don't it feels like it was intentional and that makes me squirm, but I cannot make any sense of what happened, even trying to 
to give no credit for you it's, know what I mean? Well, like it, it's uh, really weird because Doctor Vabibs isn't like he's not making a mistake necessarily. He's like, no, that's that's definitely a boy. So like, you're a boy. Like, no, no, I'm I'm a kid. I'm and I'm a girl. Like, what what's your deal? It's so it's weird because it's such a like malicious reiteration that yeah, yeah she's a boy. You've got us bad vibes. You don't need the girl. Yeah. This girl is a boy. Anybody can see that. It makes you it makes you feel like somehow Dr. Bad Vibes has become aware that she's a girl and is choosing to call her a boy, but there's no there's no evidence for that. And then that 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 coat throw moment feels like and maybe this is what you're getting at a little bit Roy but it definitely felt a little bit like she was doing some sort of reveal like see I'm a girl and it it, 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 sell. it feels it feels like they're trying to do the Arwen reveal but it doesn't make right. any sense <laughs> right no it, it was really strange I don't know everything about this was weird and uh at at the end bad bad vibes seeing he's he's been beaten by the cops, uh, he fucking human cannonballs himself into the sky and yells out, <laughs> You haven't stopped me! The sky's the limit for Dr. Bad <laughs> And I, I'm, I don't know, I kind of like the idea that maybe he cannons himself like Team Rocket at the end of every one of his appearances. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Uh, but as we as we end here, every every episode of this is is framed like a police case that Bulletproof is uh, is reading from like the future, I guess. And <laughs> there's something about his incredibly serious voice saying, "Doctor Bad Vibe Circus Wagon was taken to the precinct junkyard." <laughs> also, I know I, again, I know that they're trying to like sort of force in a bunch of like police procedural jargon and and yeah symbolism, but. If you start an episode from the premise that he's going to go through a solved case, you have murdered the stakes. There is yeah. just n- yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> there there is something interesting though. I was thinking about actually something I was going to bring up during mm. our Action Man episode. Oh, okay. Uh, but I think it also ties in here, but that there is I think some amount of credit that I haven't really considered for a show that uses genre conventions that lets kids get to interact with them at all, whereas other media, they may not be allowed to watch it. Sure. Um, it is, I guess, to me, the personal example is the game Simpsons Hit and Run, which had a teen rating. Oh, yeah. Like, and yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3, which was a mature rating, and we could not get a Grand Theft Auto I thought hit, I thought Hit and Run was Crazy Taxi. Uh, no, but you can steal cars. And so, okay. yeah, it's a uh, melding, I think. But it's, you know, the the things where you get sort of a, a slightly lower grade piece of entertainment that is accessible to you as a child. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I kind of don't care that it's maybe not the real thing because I get it at all. Like, I get to steal cars and drive around. Uh, I get to see a, a guy go in bullet time, even though I'm not allowed to watch The Matrix. Uh <laughs> You know, uh, and in this case, like, I don't know if you were a kid who a weird kid who wanted to watch Dragnet. Cagney <laughs> and Lacey. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I definitely I mean, I definitely went to went to school with uh, with a weird like Civil War kid who was. like, Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like yeah. the kid that the kid in your class that knows way too much about Sherman tanks. tanks. Yeah. Tank boy. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I think I think there's definitely something to be said about points to be gained or when we think about like, why did anybody like this? And it's like, well, it just had to hit all of the genre checkpoints because yeah. kids wanted to interact with these genres. The stuff their parents it were wasn't watching. For, right. But it wasn't for kids. And so as soon as you make something, even if it's a piece of shit that hits all those checkpoints, then they're like, oh, dude, I'm on board. Right. Which is why something like this, I don't like. But what I'd really do like is um, is Fillmore, you know? Mm, yeah, right. Like, I feel like totally. the, the, when we watched Fillmore, that's like a really intelligent way of redoing some of these sort of tropes for kids with like, while like actually kind of divorcing it from the the like harsh realities and stuff. Right. So. Because there's no there's no like dissonance where somebody would pull out a firearm or something, you know, like. Right. There is, you know, entirely. Yeah, it's meant to be in the medium that it's in. 
Uh, I wanted a clean edit before I do my hard-hitting journalism. Do a thing. <laughs> Say a thing. Uh, the weird Civil War tank boy at my school was Seattle City Councilman Andrew Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ooh, I like this. The one the one week that we did like explicitly go political, we we, we, <laughs> we just... got we've gotta get somebody. We've gotta <laughs> do a takedown. We gotta drag somebody. We got him. Oh god, if you know too much about tanks. We figure out what the Seattle Seattle PD police like tank budget is. <laughs> Extrapolate from there. I don't know. You make the decisions. Oh, let's hear from a sponsor. Please, that's the American way. So Rory, so Austin, so yeah, yes. Uh, so welcome back to the U.S. So thank uh, you. I know maybe you know you didn't want to give away your your current status or you know tip off the the government you know wherever you are, but welcome back. And I know that maybe you haven't seen it because you haven't been in the U.S. lately. But anywhere you go, you're gonna see an advertisement for uh, some new Tom Clancy series that Amazon is doing. You're going to see a lot of Tom Clancy now that you're back in the U.S. is basically the way Mm -hmm. to put it. Um, And we are actually thrilled to have uh, our sponsor. The man Clancy himself. This is a big, exciting new Tom Clancy property uh, that I was hoping you could tell us about. You could tell us about Tom Clancy's CIA theme park for dads. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Clancy's CIA theme park for dads. So you have probably... You've probably uh, done this once or twice in your lifetime. You have, uh, you've gotten home, you've kicked off your shoes, you've sat on the couch, you've turned on the tube, you flipped around, and you went, you went all the way, you went all the way into the 900s, and there was, um, the Sam Fisher was nowhere to be found. There's no Jack, no Jack Ryan's, no Sam Fisher's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they just weren't that anywhere. That sounds awful. That sounds awful. So... So what's going on with Tom Clancy right now is the CIA theme park for dads is is where you're going to you're going to either um, you you're going to basically what you're going to do is what you okay so it, Jack Ryan Jack Ryan is your best friend and he calls you on your cell phone he says hey uh, let's go and you got to say okay and you got to say where are we going Jack Ryan and he says I can't talk we we don't know who's listening. <laughs> And meet me, meet me the at the spire. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly what he says. Uh, he says, "Meet me, meet me at the Tom Clancy house. Uh, meet me, at, <laughs> meet me, meet me where Tom. Meet me at Dad's house. <laughs> you and Jack Ryan have to have to find his dad, Tom Clancy. Uh, <laughs> this is like a whole narrative experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Honey, I sh- Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Yeah, yeah. Except he calls you on your real cell phone. <laughs> Except he calls you on your cell phone. He says, "We gotta go." <laughs> Yeah, and then the the rest of the family knowingly nods and knows that dad's going to be out of the house for a weekend. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, dad's, they, uh, so you and Jack Ryan have to go find his dad, Tom Clancy. Um, and and Tom has left you uh, a series of riddles, a series of golem-like riddles around. And, um, and you got to make those really bad choices that are good for TV, but bad for your sort of, you know, everything else. Yeah, and there's a woman, there's a woman who's like, oh, they got a woman in there. Yeah, well, just to just to deliver unearned affection on your behalf mm, towards you. Got it. Got it. Uh, she's just around. She's just waving at you, and not Jack Ryan, and not John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> Only has eyes for you, the CIA dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, at the end, at the end of the journey, you meet you meet uh, the ghost of Tom Clancy himself, uh, and shake his hand. And he tells you, well, he tells you that he really likes, he's, he's glad, he tells you that you keep a pretty good, you keep a pretty nice lawn. You mow your lawn real good. (laughs) (laughs) And that it was all worth it. He tells you it was all worth it. (laughs) I heard that if you pay extra, he legally adopts you as one of his other sons. That's right. You're the new Jack Ryan. And then in your birth certificate, you can now legally say Tom Clancy's and then your name. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tom Clancy's John Thomas or whatever. Tom Clancy's John Thomas. <laughs> he doesn't show you that.
Okay, everybody. We watched we watched an episode of RoboCop Alpha Commando. And before I read the Nops, I actually kind of want to just have that high level discussion about why we even picked this show. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To any, to anybody who 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 is familiar with RoboCop, it's a fairly cutting satire on authoritarian police states. It also, if you've ever seen RoboCop, it's like a big middle finger to Reagan as well. Like mm-hmm. the villain is like literally like a Reagan alike. And, you know, it, it's it's like a it's like a big fuck you to corporations and like gentrifying and and uh, like there's a lot in there. It's also and, for sure like a macho late 80s violent movie, but like sure. to an, a, a over the top degree that was supposed to kind of be satirical. But right. and so and so we were, uh, the thought was the most fascist thing that you can do, right, is, is sort of have a propaganda machine. And mm-hmm. they've stolen RoboCop and turned it into <laughs> the opposite of what it was you know, created to do. And it's vile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's eleven years removed from the movie. Right. This is also the second the second Robocop series. Right. right? The first one a... had a lot of the original DNA in it, was sort of self aware yeah. of what it was. It, yeah, it, it was uh it was of a of a year with with the cops show ish. It was like a nineteen eighty eight show. Um and I think Robocop is nineteen eighty seven, if I'm not mistaken. So like yeah, it was like right on the heels making money off of it. But uh, this one is this one is after a little bit of time has gone by and we forgot what it was, maybe. Or just banking that kids or have never actually seen the movie. Or intentionally watered it down and just wanted to use wanted to use a brand that was built out of having mm-hmm. something to say. Steal the name and put your own bullshit into it. Totally. Yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah, with to that, fuel the coal industry. <laughs> yeah, with that, we watched RoboCop Alpha Commando episode 15, Power Play. Terrorists take over a moon colony and threaten with attacks on Earth unless they are given independence. RoboCop is sent to the moon to stop them. Okay, so... Which is not the episode that we watched. Not really, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's how we picked it. That is how we I can maybe it. improvise a summary of what we actually watched. Um, okay, try it. Uh, a uh, scientist, Dr. Niemeyer, creates a solar energy platform that gets hijacked by a anti-technology terrorist and starts blowing up the world unless everybody decides to stop driving their cars. Yeah. Yeah. And Robocop yeah. is sent to low orbit. To, to stop them. <laughs> I did not. So I, I, I was I was worried when we came up with the idea for this, uh, this special, not like about the content, but because but like we don't pre watch these things, right? Like we pick what we're going to watch based on the best sort of like guess we can make based on summaries and like tabbing through a video. I wasn't sure we'd find the right episode to sort of have the juice for our conversation about fascism. The truth is, especially w- 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 when you're picking when you're picking trash out of a trash can. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you vet content? You watch a show, and, and, and the 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 thought is like, there's no such thing as the perfect piece of trash. Uh, there is, but it's so rare. That like you just you have to just pick an episode kind of because there's always right. a better one or a more emblematic one or a mm-hmm. dirtier, trashier, nastier one. Like whatever, whatever quality you're aiming for, there's if you, especially if you're just picking semi randomly, there's always going to be a better one. So end of the day, you have to just pick and pick and go. Right. If we had just seen the wrong episode of Cyber Six, we maybe would have a very different opinion about <laughs> right. Cyber Six. But here's what I'll say, though. We didn't get the episode we thought we were going to get, but the one we got is fascists versus hippies, and we're supposed to like the fascists. And yeah. I was so there for this because of how bad that content is. Well, yeah, but oh, they, they yeah. do they do spin it in a way where you like because he's he 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 has the mannerisms and the he, hippies. What we did not get was a left wing eco terrorism. What we got was a goofy surfer doing the Unabomber. Uh-huh. He's an anti-technology yeah. sort of psychopath who hates right. solar. And Yes, that is the, <laughs> yeah, the wildest contradiction at the center of this whole episode is the belief that a, a completely clean, clean-use solar energy platform is about to, like, revolutionize 2030 New Detroit and give us, like, free, perfect energy... And that is the big thing that 
that's that's what because again they can't well they they can't really use a very realistic premise because a realistic premise would not have an obvious bad guy and an obvious yeah for them to set up the plot they have to lie about why this guy is like (laughs) because his point like even the unabomber's manifesto is like incredibly salient yeah Uh, i know you shouldn't be unabombing stuff but like the the book's pretty good Yeah, I can't, and I can't comment on that. I haven't read it. So, but but this guy, this guy is like angry. He's like I, I don't even know how to describe him. He's got a he's got a big beard. He wears sunglasses. He kind of does dude surfer talk, and it's just it's so strange. He'll say oh, here's here's a couple quotes I, I've got here. I think um, one of them uh, they they they're talking about how they're like uh, gonna drop some some cargo like this the civilian ship is like oh yeah we're gonna like lessen our load we're gonna drop some cargo and he goes oh wow that's littering baby very uncool and so it's like what you're saying is said like we're supposed to hate you but littering is uncool like am <laughs> yeah. i supposed to hate you or am I supposed to be what littering <laughs> <laughs> what do we want robocop like, right what the fuck the other the other aspect is like yeah if you if you take this logical plan that what is his name uh uh hopper luke yeah, hopper. Luca, luke, luke hopper, hopper this eco guy so he he's telling everybody with with he's commandeered this space laser and he's like causing ecological damage to the planet he's like burning a forest alive and he's like you guys need to get out of your cars right now and just sort of wander into the woods yeah because i couldn't say this uh more clearly he is not an eco-terrorist they've no they're they're right trying to sort of put him in that box but his obsession with computers is an entirely different thing and his and his just and it doesn't make a lick of sense. No. What would have been funnier is he if he had like an Amish vibe or something. Like he's uh-huh. like a weird Amish guy terrorist. It's <laughs> like you got to stop using the the big beep blue boxes. It, well, and they also set him up as this sort of like school bully where he picks on nerds. And yeah. it's like which one? Yeah. Okay. The next time I meet like a handsome, thick, tall eco like eco lefty like. <laughs> It doesn't who make nerds who just fucking hates and nerds. beats up laptops for fun <laughs> beats up laptops <laughs> yeah. yeah like as soon as these people go into the woods they're gonna have to start chopping down trees for fire i don't like there's i, look, and I think we, the, i think the thing is though like it, it's so it's so con, it's so contrary to like you can't put a box on it you can't figure out what they're trying to do it's so totally inconsistent but it manages to stay on like in the box kind of like this doesn't feel like zany it feels like somebody didn't get it yeah yeah yep right i i really 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 need to talk about this like super fast the the moment where he gets on sort of national tv or whatever and is like don't get like turn your key get out of your car bust up your like beat up your laptops be as little children get back to the earth just say no to technology I'm starting to take this personally. You good people in chemical spewing vehicles out there, reach over and turn off the key. Uh, cool. Enough people yeah. on the street go, yeah, okay. Right. Okay, and they turn off their cars. Yeah. And here's yeah. the one time that was kind of prophetic because as it turns out, a lot of people get in to really dark conspiracy theories because they're kind yeah. of funny or cool. Yes. Yeah. And so many people turn off their cars, it causes a traffic jam. And I want to ex- I want to stress at this moment, nothing bad in this has happened at yeah. this point. Uh, nothing bad at all has happened. There's just a traffic jam and the, and the cars stop moving. There are like 30 people outside, like standing out of their cars now going, help us, RoboCop. Yeah, and the people stopped their cars <laughs> purely because they thought that this guy, they weren't like, I agree with his message. They were like, this is kind of a funny thing that's happening in my life. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna join the ride. He's on TV. He's wearing he's on, sunglasses. He's on the TV. We have to talk really quick about the TV show that he's on Newsbite, which oh, the yes. whole concept of Newsbite <laughs> is that every like camera pan makes a transition of a teeth 
chomping. I just need to play a second of it and how many teeth chomps this this show gets. Newsbite. With Fawn Clipley and Gerald Prattle. Give us 30 seconds and we'll give you the world. It's very good. Oh, it's so um, funny. And then they sort of like, isn't it wild that we're giving a platform to a terrorist to give his speech? Let's listen now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, again, is like, I don't know what we're doing. Like, we love the robot cop who has jurisdiction everywhere. We don't like this guy who we're claiming is like an eco-terrorist and he just doesn't like littering and then we also don't like the media because, oh, we don't oh, look at how they give platform. Like, I don't know. Like, it feels it feels all very much like there's sort of a message with this show. And I don't know if I'm yeah. reading too much into it with my 2021 I, I, context. I, I, but I, I have to I mean, I think a little bit we all, we're, we're clearly over reading what is what is a uh, just a show made by somebody with a vague a pro police plat like perspective yeah. but is otherwise not that politically like salient no um that said it also feels like they had no idea how to do i don't know parody satire how to do commentary all of their ideas are so lost in in the weeds that i know this is as a kid's show it's probably not necessarily trying to be this sort of like subversive political uh you know cartoon Mm-hmm. But it it that's 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 my reasonable side because when you yeah. watch it, that's what it feels like you're being exposed to. The yeah, show well, feels very political, but it doesn't yes. make enough sense to for you to like <laughs> come to a conclusion. Well, and I've got yeah. a theory why that is because in the credits, when it says writers, and I counted how many writers, thirty writers oh, uh, that they listed, they listed thirty writers, and I assume oh. not per episode, but in their like writing room yeah. or writing staff or just a series of contracts. So they've, they've just been pitching one-liners and they all sort of show up in the episode mm-hmm. without any clarity. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I guess. Well, I don't and there's know. A, there's a few, I mean, I'm not going to list them or anything, but there are several dropped plot threads in this episode alone oh, yeah. that just sort of and, go nowhere. And and, and 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 to Austin's point, I mean, I, I'm so not surprised because RoboCop speaks entirely in non-sequitur one-liners. This yeah. he wow. doesn't he doesn't I, have a single he doesn't say a single like thing that can construed as like RoboCop's opinion. I think right. that might be a record for us. I mean, there's a reason for it, but that might be a record that we went. I'm looking at my timer right now. We just went 12 and a half minutes talking about a show without mentioning the main character in Robocop any sort of real way. It's yeah. kind of nothing. There's there's a few little moments that are. He's oh, a tool oh. of the state. Yes. <laughs> well, there are a couple moments that would be funny if they had picked their timing. But because mm. he's a he's a he's a robot who can't not make a crappy one liner pun. Mm-hmm. None of them. None of the good ones land. Yeah, uh, no. here we're going to do a, a, a very modest supercut of a few of his bad one-liners right now, uh, including such wonder, wonderful lines as... My sensors indicate the flavor is sugar-free banana cappuccino. Team skills learned in one's youth provide a lifetime of sporting satisfaction. Murphy hits a long fly ball. It's going, it's going, it's gone. I guess it's too late to say, hands up. As a rule, I don't do windows, but... So the window thing is such a perfect example of of how they they chose these one-liners over servicing some kind of greater narrative. RoboCop is like, I don't do windows, but I guess because that's funny and leaps out a window. Then he's like, deploy parachute. Oh yeah, it's at the cleaners again. Not right, a real thing. He's so Inspector that's Inspector Gadget to... now. He's just Inspector Gadget because he doesn't have a gun. Exactly. So that's supposed to be a joke. And then he says, again, a joke, but he's like, airbags, airbags, I hope. Yeah. Why would you joke about all, like, he's falling, he's plummeting to his death. <laughs> it, it, and you feel that. You feel that there's supposed to be a sense of urgency, and he just doesn't care if he lives or dies. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> you, you definitely make that reading. Because it's uh, super strange. Yeah. Also, also, the way his character model is done, he looks like that, uh... Rob Liefeld, Captain America, with those giant mm. pecs and shoulders. Like, oh yeah, he's he's, he's all trunk. He's all, <laughs> he's all trunk. <laughs> he, he, he looks he looks like if you asked a bodybuilder to draw like the most handsome man. <laughs> yeah, he's, and he's a like, sentient men's health cover. Fix all the yeah. Do all the things you can't fix about your own body. Like he has he has a pencil waist and the shoulders of. Uh, I don't know. A, a lo- Rob Liefeld, Captain America. I was going to say a VW bus. 
Okay, yeah. I have a moment I want to talk about. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll walk us into it. So uh, the first time that we see this 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 terrorist, it's not actually him. RoboCop has to chase after him and realize it's some guy in a in a mask, like a very sophisticated mask to make him look like him while the real terrorist is up in space. So this guy is a black guy that he's gotten, a black criminal. And he, you know, he cuffs him. He puts him in a car. He They both get stuck in the traffic uh, jam. And when RoboCop's like, oh, I got to get through this traffic jam, he pulls out an incredibly high-tech, like, motorcycle that he kind of half-transforms into. And the guy's like, okay, I mean, I guess I'll just stay here. And he's like, no, you're coming with me. He makes this guy yeah, oh, tortures yeah. a man. He fucking attaches this dude to the front of his motorcycle. And the whole time he, he, he's driving, this guy is screaming bloody murder because he's terrified he's going he's to die. psychologically torturing this guy. No right! No right! Look out! Oh, man! Low bridge! Low bridge! Yeah, this is supposed to be funny. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and this could parts. be my 2021 liberal cuck, but I don't think anybody really found... It's pretty... pretty it pretty intense. It's it like, is. I don't think anybody enjoys it. Even even some you know little nine year old fascist. Uh, he he parks and he gets out of his motorcycle. The guy is still sort of like lashed to the front of this thing, and he goes, "Stay put, punk!" And the guy screams, "No more! No more! No more!" That is a bad look right now. It's real bad. That yeah. is not feeling good to me. And it it was just oh god, it no, just it hurt. Yeah. And it's nothing like the moments before or after. The scene basically ends on like a rim shot. It like ends on like a cymbal hit, you know, like the yeah. whole thing is played off like, isn't that funny? They, they, he they, sure they, got his justice. They do that. <laughs> what, what, yeah. What the, what they're doing uh, or what they're aping is Looney Tunes, right? This is sort of a, right. uh, a coyote and roadrunner, except it isn't. And it's not the same. And it's not no. funny. No. Yeah, it's not funny at all. Uh, and... Yeah, it's just I think I think it's made even worse. I think I was just even in less of a mood for that than I could possibly be because of the way he just speaks like a catchphrase machine. Like there's no there's no subtlety to RoboCop. There's no like person to read into in this show. He does feel like a robot, even though his catchphrase, apparently, if you go by the uh, the action figures for this, they sell his catchphrase is I'm telling you I'm not a robot, <laughs> but you act like one and you're scary as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it at all. No. Yeah. Fuck. The, halfway through this episode, when we get up, they're like going into space. Uh, we have So we have a side character. We haven't talked about either side characters because they don't really matter. There's a, a scientist really whose fault this kind of all is, whose name is what? Neumeyer? New Niemeyer. Niemeyer. Niemeyer and Agent Miner. And then there's and the Agent last Miner. Names, the last names are based on the names of the creators of RoboCop. Right. Which is really kind of weirdly masturbatory when the two mm -hmm. like side main characters are it's like these are just the creators of Robocop. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's odd. You, you put them in the sh like, I don't know. It's weird. They didn't actually work on the show, but they're in the show. It's like, <laughs> yeah, see, they approved. <laughs> totally. Uh, but Miner is uh, a woman. I think she's a cop. And she uh, so she, I guess they're partners, right? And they get partway up and they find out that this giant laser is slowly making its way towards the uninhabited Fitzwilliam Island. And she at this moment screams out, My son's on that island! <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. <laughs> and I laughed so hard, even though it was like, also like we're supposed to feel bad but like it was so funny but, but accepting that as like a plausible possibility is is, is absurd right <laughs> I know. yeah especially the fact that again this eco-terrorist who's trying to convince the population that he's gonna destroy their cities is like blowing up an uninhabited <laughs> island <laughs> with and i can't stress this enough it's a giant laser that's taken down buildings right so when we see it again later, so so her son Matt is on this island because I guess this camp is happening there on a famously right. uninhabited Fitzwilliam Island. And they were playing some sort of hide and seek game and Matt's really good at hiding. So they haven't found him. And so they don't know where he is. And it turns out he uh, he's like jumped across the uh, fucking cliff to a, a place he can't get back from. And he's like, oh, no one's going to find me here. <laughs> and then this laser comes down and... 
It's a very small laser, like a laser the size of a person the beam is, and it chases him for a reason that I can't understand. It's the Prometheus thing, right? It's a straight line, and you can just go right or left any direction (laughs) other than keep going straight, and it'll just go right past you. Like, Matt shouldn't be in danger, like at all. serpentine. Matt, (laughs) just take a left turn anywhere, and it'll, yeah. Fuck. Um... I don't know. Is there anything? Is there anything in this like last yes. act that's worth talking about? Okay, yes, there is. Yes. Yeah. So there, there's a fight in space, basically, uh, with the eco terrorist guy, and he's in like a power loader. He's like an aliens power loader, fighting RoboCop in space, and so cool. God, that all the kids are gonna love this. Yeah, and then so like he, whatever he saves the day, and. When they gather together, when Robocop and Niemeyer and, and Miner are all together, uh, Robocop scolds Niemeyer for using solar energy and <laughs> decides that they should go back to coal. Uh, beautiful, perfect coal. Uh, and it's and, spoken like a joke, but you know it's not? No, it's not. <laughs> but what about my energy platform? I vote for a return to burning coal. Cool. That went out with horse and buggies. I like buggies. None of you understand. My platform's a great idea. Maybe it could be sold as a toy. Murphy! Yeah, the pe- the people aren't ready for for good, clean solar. <laughs> what is... Sell it as a toy? Like, is it like... Is that a commentary on, Ye- like... Action figure know. stuff. I yeah, don't well, so know. I think we do have to. So I think you do need to sort of put yourself in in the space of the early '90s, where solar was this sort of like big joke because of how how cost prohibitively inefficient it was. Uh, yeah, as, when they when they sort of like tried to commercialize it, it was a big flop the first time. Mm-hmm. Um. So, oh, yeah, so it, it is. It, so I was say. So it is in and of itself a joke at this time. And and that's why this doesn't make any sense because in the fantasy world where somebody's invented a super a super solar, why would that not be good? It doesn't make any sense. No, no. Yeah. This was ninety eight too, so it's like. Well, it's what I was going to say around. about that is that this is also, unless I have my timelines completely wrong in my head, this is also around the sort of Nader years, and I yeah. think that like there's something there's something sort of insidious about like shaming solar like like this sort of content and then the fact that kind of i mean i'm not going to speak to ralph nader as a person and all of his beliefs and whatever etc etc i don't know quite enough but the fact is that most people in pop culture remember nader as blaming him for why the democrats lost an election as opposed to like the fact that the green party has all of these like progressive views that like Uh etc etc that we're sort of coming around to finally now in the late like in the early fucking 2020s and so i don't know it all seems to sort of come together at the moment for me in this sort of like bad like it's not it's not explicitly indoctrinating content i guess well no it isn't it isn't because you have to think like perhaps no one person is intentionally dogging on solar because they have a vested interest in oil, but like somebody populated the zeitgeist with all of these like anti-nuclear, anti-solar like sentiments. This just yeah. like, the discussion is being fu- is being fueled and and paid for. And, yeah, and so it makes it gross. It's like this, like this. They may have not deliberately. They may have not taken a paycheck, you know, from uh, from the coal industry. From the coal industry. <laughs> But the coal industry is 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 um, the status quo is protected. Is protected (laughs) exactly. Yeah, people pushed a boulder a while ago, and we're just watching it continue to roll. And and it doesn't feel good to watch. It doesn't feel good to consume this. Uh, In case you're in case you're confused at this point, don't watch either of these shows, people. Like this is not it's not good stuff to watch. No, it's also like it's also like you know with. With how much we're going to have to clean up when these boomers finally fucking die. Yeah. uh, The fact that we can go so far back in time and like be like see through a time machine, their awful opinions for like so long ago. That's like, it's like, God, you've been saying the same shit for 40 years. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to a wrap up.
Man, uh, this is this has been I don't know. Was this at all cathartic for either of you in any way? I, this I, I I feel like this is maybe the only way that I would feel good at the moment doing a a, a July Fourth special. And and well, you know, I think we really do everything we've said. I think we need to give some respect to our boy in blue, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, um, thank you, thank you. Yes, and that thin blue line he leaves behind him in the after image when he's so fast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I regret this special. I uh, <laughs> Yeah. I know. I uh, um I thought it was I thought it was an idea it, the idea had merit and I and I don't regret the choice made by a person who hadn't watched these shows or talked about them, but mm-hmm. from the future I uh, I think we could have watched more Sonic the Hedgehog, and, <laughs> and I would have had a much not, less stressful. Do not stressful. even. I'm gonna have to really unwind after I'm recording. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I now you give him an ooh. inch, and he'll take a mile, Rory. I have a clip. I have a clip now that I can potentially reuse in the future when I need some evidence. Um, um, I, I, you know, I, I want to encapsulate this pretty well. Um, last week we had a real surprise where. It turns out every random episode we picked from our Trash Pile Part 2 had a school dance in it. And that was really like a weird coincidence. This week, both episodes mention bad vibes explicitly. <laughs> That's true. This RoboCop episode also has the eco guy saying bad vibes. What's that? You want to stop the bad vibes? Which I had to double take because I couldn't remember which show I was watching. Um, but bad vibes. There, bad they vibes. were. They they were going all around. There was bad vibes yeah. happening all day today. Yeah. So I guess uh, I know it's already happened, but I hope everyone had a a, a safe July four, and that you didn't uh, get caught in in like wildfires caused by reckless fireworks or violence caused by assholes or anything of the above. I hope you're all good. Uh, don't watch these shows. <laughs> no, cops suck. I, I, I will say. Sucks. The sort of specter of cops was going to always be on our doorstep because yep. it's so it's so obviously our brand uh, in terms of its quality. Um, and so it's good to know now rather than having to constantly sort of like, you know, um, is now the time waffle to watch on cops? The, yeah, and, and, and consider the pros and cons of this mm-hmm. of this show, um, you know, now we know. Now, now we, we know. know. We we sort of we put it in a nice little quarantine and opened up the cops box and it was as horrific as we'd always suspected. <laughs> uh no, you know what what you should do instead if you have to watch anything with with police, watch Cop Rock, the uh the Randy Newman uh Stephen Bochco failed musical one season wonder uh from the 90s where the cops sing and they sing songs and I think uh when we this episode ends we'll have to get played out by a song from Cop Rock. <laughs> because uh you know that's just how it do uh but also don't watch it it's really bad um <laughs> do we have anything else we want to say no i mean i like the wire the wire has cops in it you could watch the wire i guess <laughs> go watch the wire everybody watch the wire and and we'll we'll see you next tuesday <laughs> and hit it i'm the baby merchant tots are us i give you all the service and no 